I am Tovacito. I believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And I believe it's our job to get us there. Every week, I will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The Remedy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very next episode of The Remedy with Tovacito. I am so excited to be with you today. I am incredibly grateful for the sponsor of today's episode, which is Natalie and Mike McGuire. Thank you guys so much for your incredibly generous contribution to The Remedy because of you. Another week is possible. Another week <laughs> is possible. Thank you, Natalie. And I'm sorry, what was Mike. Natalie Mike. and Mike, thank you very much. So remember, if you remember, Mike is the one who came in and chatted with us about how to live an intentional, intentional life. Intentional, absolutely, I remember. One of our most popular episodes. Yep. And, and they are huge encouragers and great big fans of this. And so I just wanted to say thank you so much for your generous donation. If you are interested in... Um, sponsoring an episode of The Remedy, we would be forever grateful. Uh, all you have to do is go to tovacito.com, click on The Remedy, and make a contribution. It's super easy, and I just, we appreciate it so much. Any amount helps, and um, and we're so very grateful. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So today, um, I thought it might be kind of fun. So we're in a new year. It's already been a couple weeks, and I'm not a big New Year's resolution person. Are you, Kev? No, no. I, n- I almost never do one. Yeah. Uh, do you... I know that I may build up a little bit of steam because it's the new year at the very beginning and get all excited and enthusiastic, and then I always fizzle out. So it's like, <laughs> I'd rather just come up with something that I can try to keep consistent throughout the year, you know? Like, it's always... It, working out is always a big one. Okay. Like, I remember one year I did the Fitbit challenge, and after like six weeks, I'll say, okay, I'm, I'm done with this. So <laughs> I, I, I don't really ever do one anymore. Mm-hmm. I... I don't either because for the for the very same reasons and that you just said because any time that I've started out with like fuerte for something it just seems like it fizzles out. But yeah, you're like just fooling yourself yeah, almost. Yeah, you kind of just setting yourself up. But more importantly for me, I just I try I think that I try really hard to like live this life that I'm always changing, always improving. Like it, I I am I hope that I live a life that it doesn't take a new year or the calendar to turn to for some big drastic change. Yes. Because I'm thinking, okay, if I need to change this, like I need to change this. I don't need to wait for it. Like I hope that I'm always evolving. You have to think I've already been working on this. You know, there's not something that I need to make a radical commitment to. Right. Um, but I, I can't help, I can't help but reflect, um, about, you know, kind of reflect on the, the new year, like what happened the past year and, and, and kind of what I hope for this year. Like I have, I always have hopes. And, um, and so I thought it might be fun to just do this one off about what I hope for, for this year. Um, I have a lot of hopes and like, I'm, I'm one of those crazy people that just, I'm always in therapy. I'm always reading. I'm always, are you like that? Yes. 100%. One hundred percent. Really? Yes. Like you're thinking, like I remember asking. My fiance was just telling me today. Actually, she's like, you have to have your mind or your fingers busy with something like twenty four hours a day all the time. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you, I guess I do. I, I think 
I think it's a blessing to be that way. I also think it's kind of a curse to be that way. But um, I remember Janice, uh, me asking Janice uh, one time when we were talking about something that I just was struggling with. And I felt like I'd been struggling with this thing for way too long. And I asked her, I was like, Janice, when am I going to get there? And I probably shared this on the show in another point with another conversation. But I asked her, I was in frustration. I was like, when am I going to get there? And she was like, "Uh, Tova, there is no there. Like, as soon as you get there, there's going to be another there. There's the next there. There's the next there. And, And I think that's so true in life, but it's especially true for me. In your life. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I see it in you too, Kevin, because yes, yeah, you're t- always perfecting like, and and always evolving. You're right. Nothing's ever adequate in a sense. Yes. It's like, yeah. You're, you're, you're always a work in progress. So so kind of like with that same thing, like what what am I working on and what do I, um, what do I recognize that I'm working on and, and kind of what are my hopes for, for this year? And so I wrote down... Um, a few. I, I I don't have numbers this time, so oh, I don't know. Yeah, how you many usually there can are. tell us right out of the gate. How I many know. You got. So, but I do know that this one is number one. All right. <laughs> and number one uh, thing that I hope for, um, th- but even though these are in no particular order for this year, is that is that I slow down. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> <laughs> that I slow down, and I mean, I so of course I love podcasts. I'm a podcast junkie, and I was listening to this podcast the other day, and it was all about living intentionally, and um. This this guy was talking about how important it is, like in everything that you do, to to do it with intention. So, like how you know how I'm sitting here, how my arms fit on this desk, what the microphone feels like, like what your what my interaction with you is like, like wherever you are, whatever you're doing. If you're walking up the stairs, like what does this step feel like, and what does that step? Feel? I was like, well, that's it. Very, very specific, ex- very yeah. extreme. Um, but I do recognize that because my life is so busy, you know, I love to get up early. I love to have my quiet time. I love to work out. I love to make my kids breakfast. I love to take them to school. I work full time. I love to do this. I love to teach Bible study. I love to do marital counseling. I did that today before I came here. I love to officiate weddings. Like, I love to counsel people who... I, your counsel. I was about to say, wait, you're not married. And they're like, oh, you're married here. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, you're the counselor, of yes, course. Yes, I do premarital counseling and marriage counseling. And so it's like I have all this stuff going on, and I feel like I feel like 90% of my conversation with my kids in the morning is, come on, hurry, let's go. Come on, hurry, let's go. Come on. And I'm just wondering about all the things that I'm missing out on because my life just goes... All of our lives. It's not specific to me, but I thought, gosh, I would that that podcast made me think like I need to appreciate the in between more, like the space in between. He talked about the space in between um, that we don't appreciate. So, like here, I'm doing the podcast, but what about like my drive here? Right. And right, right, what right. about my walk to the restroom? And so all the space in between that we're missing opportunities to be fully present. The things that we're deeming less significant could actually be you know, much more important than we realize. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. And, and we could have 
a bigger impact on that moment and that moment could have a bigger impact on us. So, and I think in order for that to happen, you've got to slow down. So that's what I hope for. I hope that I slow down. I also hope that I take every opportunity with my children. My children are growing up. My twins are 15. George is 13. And I feel like, I feel like they're just like sand through my fingers right now. Like they're just slipping (laughs) They're slipping away, and I feel like whether no, you it's... You can't be the first parent to feel that at, oh, at that time, on their, oh. you know, I'm sure. Yeah, it's like I'm losing them. I'm losing them to their phones, their friends. Their friends, or... Yes, yep. and that's all good and normal, but, you know, sometimes as parents, as a, as a parent, I can't speak for anybody else but myself, like, I'll be like, oh, i got to go get George, or I've got to go pick up, blah, 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 and I'm like... I'm starting to look at those as like, no, that's an opportunity for me to be with George. Absolutely, you know. Yeah. So, um, so just looking at at every single moment with them um, as a great opportunity, regardless of what it is. Um, I hope this year that I really make a difference where I work. So, uh, many of you know, um, I started back full time this past year. Uh, at an amazing company called Wisteria, and I head up their customer experience um, department. And I just, I love it so much. It's challenging and it's hard, but and and I love everybody that I get to work with. But um, starting a new job is kind of like starting high school. I mean, it's intimidating. And oh, yeah, absolutely. especially if you haven't done it in a while. Yes, I, I mean, I've not been in a full time situation in five years. And that was a long time. And probably not a new full-time situation even longer. I mean, you know, no, to have to get yeah. started. And oh, for the, sure. Yeah, I worked at the church for over 10 years. So this is like, yes, like, and walking into that, you know, and then there's the learning curve and inevitably, like, you think you're really smart and you feel really stupid. And um, But my hope is that uh, I get to make a real difference where I work. And, you know, I think that wherever you work, whatever you do, um, it's a ministry. I think that it can be a ministry. I think it could be a calling. I don't think it takes working in a church or working in a nonprofit to make a real impact. Um, and so my, my hope is that I make a real difference. I make a real impact where I work. I'm really going to work hard this year on not judging anyone. Ooh, that's tough. (laughs) We all do it. Like, (laughs) You know what? You know what I I think is is I think that I'm getting better about like keeping my mouth shut about my judgments, but what I wish that I could just get rid of altogether is the ones that even exist in my head. That's it's almost like a mental Tourette's. You can't even help it, <laughs> yes, you know. It is. It's like you don't want to be you don't want to be like that. You know, you you want to look at everyone with the same eye and the same value and the same because I mean that's what God does and we're supposed to be more like him and yet it is so difficult to do but I'm really hoping that this year I I am better about not judging people because God I hate when people judge me I was about to say because no one everyone hates being judged oh. I mean and it can make you so angry and and you know but resentful and all kinds of Painful. things and then the, two seconds later you find yourself doing it it's really painful when somebody judges you. It really, I mean, that has probably emotionally had some of the biggest effects on me as a human. Like the times where I have felt judged um, for 
whatever. You know, it's just, it, it hurts. It's remarkably negative. Yeah. Yeah. So my hope is that I don't do that. Um, I hope that I take the time to make sure that everyone in my life knows what they mean to me. Um, you know, I, as a, as someone who worked at a church and has uh, been a part of so many different people's um, funerals, I, I, every single funeral that I have ever um, been a part of, I've always thought, gosh, I wonder how many, like how many people sitting here wish they said more or did more um, before that person died. While this died. person was still alive. Yes. Especially if it was suddenly. God, I've had that feeling for sure at a funeral. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. Like you were sitting there thinking, I wish I did more or yep. said more or... That car trip to go visit them, I shouldn't have, you know, I was too busy for with this or that, or I should have gone visited them then, you know, and of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it is, it's an awful feeling, but. And I, I think that there's always regret in death. I mean, what, regardless, but, but I think that we can minimize that if, if we make sure that every single person in our lives, like if they mean something to us that they know um, that they know exactly what they mean to us because we say it often. You know, we we feel so much that we never say. That's a good point, too. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Are you good at expressing to people that you love, that you love them or why you love them or how you love them? Yes. I mean, well, this is one of those things I think a lot of people, even the people that are good at that, there's exceptions to that rule, you know what I mean? Where I would say, yeah, with my fiance, absolutely. But then there's times I look back where, you know, I love my dad. I'm like, I never say that. But it just, it, it varies from person to person. But yeah. for the most part, yeah, I would say I'm pretty good at acknowledging that and letting people know. I think it's, I think it's really, really important because, God, it makes people feel so good. You know, think about when somebody tells you the impact that, that they, oh, absolutely. That you've had on their life or how much you mean to them. Like, it's just, so I hope I take more time to do that this year. This year, like every year, I want to go somewhere I've never been. I love to travel, and I always have goals to go places I've never been. I feel like you're pretty good at that, though. Weren't you just somewhere awesome, like last like a couple weeks ago or something? I was in San Francisco. Yeah, but I, I mean that's there. cool. But yeah, you've been there before. But you <laughs> yeah. know, but you're pretty I, good about traveling. Yeah, I love. Like I will probably die with no money in my bank, but I will have lots of dots on my maps. Well, you can't take it with you, so yeah. I mean that makes sense. <laughs> so sorry, kids, there won't be a lot in the <laughs> bank, but but I'll have some cool Hope you pictures. Looking forward to that. <laughs> and hey, they've gotten to go with me on a lot of trips. In fact, we're going skiing this coming weekend. Oh, nice! I know, I can't wait. Um, okay, this year I really hope that I continue to slow down on the gossiping. Um, gossiping is kind of like the whole judgment thing, you know. It kind of goes with that, but like. I, um, it's so easy. Gosh, it's so easy to do. And it's not just, I know it's a stereotype, but people say it's, it's a men and women thing. For sure. You're only kidding yourself if you think you don't do it and you're, you're a guy. (laughs) Guys do it differently. They, they like what they're talking about is different than what girls are talking about, but they're still the talking about The result is the same. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Good. You're totally You're right about that. <laughs> the result is exactly the same. Do you want to know a horrible story about gossip? Yes, that please. changed my life forever? Okay. This is like, this is a story that I'm so not proud of, and I, I 
to this day, it pains me in a way that I cannot, I cannot tell you. Man, this has to be a good one. Oh, it's or a just incredibly horrible one. So I went to lunch with people that I. This was a long time ago. Um, I worked with a group of people, and um, and we were at lunch, and we there there was a girl in our office that we were all talking about, and that girl happened to call me on my cell phone when we were talking about her, and it answered. Somehow you answered it. Oh man! In my pocket. And so we're all talking about her, and it's not nice. I mean, it is not nice. And a lot of times you don't even realize how not nice it is until oh. you think, oh, shit, what if they were listening to that? Then yes. how bad that sounds. It's exact- we thought we were just having a conversation yeah. about so-and-so, you know, but we, like, had we had our, our minds about us and had we thought, okay, if she knew or heard we were saying this, we all loved her so much. Like we did not need to be saying what we were saying. And so we all come back from lunch and we all, I mean, she's in our office and I see her talking with somebody else in her office, hysterically crying. Oof. And so I'm like, I wonder what's wrong. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what's wrong. <laughs> and so I go back to my office and I'm working and I see that girl leave and I walked in her office and I was like, Hey, are you okay? What's going on? And she was, so I like shut the door, sit down. And she was like, I called you during lunch and you didn't know that you answered, but you answered. And I heard everything that all of you were saying. And I was like, oh my God. So like all the blood just drained from your face type situation. It was awful. It was awful, Kevin. And you know what, like, I know that I'm not the only person that that's ever happened to, you know, whether it's you thought you hung up or, mm-hmm. oh, you, of course. you know, whatever yeah. this, or you sent the text to the wrong mm-hmm. person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or... The person that you were thinking about, <laughs> typing about, that you yes. sent to that person. Oh, oh. <laughs> the worst. So anyway, uh, that, that was a real eye opener to me. Like, I don't want to be that person. And like I, yeah. I never want to do this to anybody ever again. What was the aftermath? Were you guys able to maintain a you know friendly working relationship? Or it, yeah, we get we got back, but mm. it took a while. And I'm sure it was always in the back of her head. Sure. And it wasn't just me; it was everybody that she worked with. Yeah. We were all at lunch, and I mean, ugh. that's rough. Don't gossip; it's not worth it. Or judge. Yeah, it's definitely not worth it. But judging, you you do in uh, you know in your head subconsciously, or you're not even thinking about it. Where gossip, at least you have some control. Yes, over what comes you're out exactly of, you know, you can right. Stop and think. Yes, you're exactly right. Like what we do with those judgments, and yeah, is is totally within our control. Um, okay, this is something that I hope for me, and it's something that I hope for. Uh, it's something that I always say to my daughter and my kids is only accept God's best. That I only accept God's best. So I I say God's best because. <laughs> My best is very different than God's best. And I think that oftentimes, like, I will, I'll put up with something or I'll deal with something and, and um, I'll accept something, you know, whatever it is, whether it's your job or your relationship or 
how somebody treats you or a friend, like whatever it is, like if it is not God's best for you, not your best for you, but if it's not God's best for you, get it, get rid of it. Um, because I mean, God said that he sent his son. Jesus said, I came to give you life and not just life, but abundant life. And so if you're not experiencing that, then get rid of it and, and just keep praying for God's best because I believe in it. Um, this year, this is something I really need to work on. This year, I really want to respond without reacting. And I think there's a really big difference. That's a, yeah, that's hard to do though. <laughs> that's so, especially when somebody's hurt us mm-hmm. or, oh, yeah, yeah, like, or made us angry or made us feel small or whatever it is. Like, I, like, I, I can pounce and I can react. And, ooh, I hate it about myself. <laughs> yeah. I hate it. And I bet everybody who listens hates it about themselves that if they just took three deep breaths and... If I just hadn't set, pushed send on that text, yeah. I'd be so much happier right now. <laughs> you know, the text messages aren't... It's my freaking mouth. And so I just... I really, I really hope that this year I can respond without reacting. I think there's a big, big difference. Um, this year, I hope I continue to grow emotionally. Um, yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got so much stuff. <laughs> I've got so much stuff in my backpack. <laughs> a lot of baggage. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, and, you know, we're slowly removing one little, one little piece of the past at a time. But, um, but I just feel like it's such a big part of, growing up and being a a better person. And so, I mean, I spend a lot of time in therapy. I spend a lot of time in reading. I spend a lot of time in devotionals and prayer because I just, I always want to get better. Um, this year, I hope I forgive everyone always. Um, is there anybody in your life? This is a big question, Kev, but Mm -hmm. is there anybody in your life that you have not forgiven? I mean, if I dug deep, probably, but I've never been a guy to really hold that much of a grudge. Wait, someone that I have not forgiven. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Absolutely. There, There is somebody out there that you have not forgiven. Yes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is because of the fact that I don't think that person is sorry or is never, you know, in any way, never made any kind of attempt to make that right with me. And that's something that... So you're hanging... Very different. Absolutely. You're hanging on to it yep. because you feel like they've got to apologize in order for you to forgive them. Absolutely. And of course I would. I mean, that's just the way I am. But I think the, what 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 hinders that the long lasting aspect of it is yes, is that there's no remorse on that person's end, and yeah, it still hurts. You know. So I have to tell you, I've I have I have struggled with that because one of the things that that I have have said is that exact thing. Well, I can't forgive them because they're not sorry. Because they're not sorry. Um, but. But what I have like had to like reconcile, and I'm not saying I'm right, and I'm not I'm not judging you at all. So please don't hear that. But no, no, no. But no I worries. walked around <laughs> like that. But then I was like, you know what? I'm still angry about it. I'm still hurt by it. I'm still, I'm and and I exactly. Did it's like I don't want to be that way. Yeah. I'd like to move on. Everything's all good, you know. But you, you can't make yourself turn those feelings off you really can't make yourself turn those feelings off but one thing that i really 
did because there was one person who in my past who just really really hurt me and never apologized and and I thought I can't Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna forgive them because they're not sorry but then I realized like I was I was still carrying that around and so I had to I had to like really pray and I mean it didn't happen overnight but I was like you got to take this anger you got to take like help me forgive them mm-hmm. even though they're not sorry because I need I need to absolve myself. So of, you have to find a way to give forgiveness to someone even if they don't deserve it because it's best for you. Yes. I never thought about that way. Yes. That's that's the reconciliation that I've made because I was tired of I was tired of carrying carrying that. Like I could because I think it eats I mean and you may you may only think of it once every six months, but it still lives in you. Oh, all the time. You know? Yeah, it pops up all the time. Yeah, it pops up. That's the best way to say it. And I was tired of it popping up, and so I just was like, okay, I just, I have to, even even if for a long time I just said the words and the feelings didn't go away. Yeah. Like, I was like, I have to get rid of this. Like, I have to actively try to get rid of this because... I don't I don't want it anymore. And for me it really has taught me that forgiveness is so much more about me. So I mean you did find some some solace in it, some resolution in a yeah. sense in that. I've totally forgiven them. And if I saw them, I would not be angry with them. You don't ever still feel hurt like it doesn't seep into your head and like you're just like Ugh! like maybe you know after you're sitting by yourself and you've had a few drinks or something and you're like <laughs> this oh this doesn't still pop in, you know. I th- but you I think know, that's normal. I think it would be abnormal oh, for, for that sure. to not ever happen all of a for sudden. Sure. You know? For sure. And what you know what happens now, though, instead of being angry or or resentful or, you know, the negative emotion, I'm like, I'm really sad that happened. Yeah. Like, that was a huge bummer. Mm-hmm. And then I just let it go. Like, I just, I just had to let it go because it was, if they're not sorry, I'm never going to change their mind. To be sorry, so I had to change my mind. I mean, you go through a lot of self blame, and you're a lot of you're For like, "What sure. did I do to cause this?" And you know, like you've run through it in your head a million times. I'm like, "I didn't make do this that, right. yeah. yeah." Or how did they not feel bad about that? How is this not? How are they not <laughs> yeah, harboring some not sort sleeping? of long lasting feelings? <laughs> yes, I think that's what's the most most crazy about it. I think you are a hundred percent right, but but for me, and I can only speak for me, I had to let it go because of what it was doing to me. I was like, I don't want to. I'm tired of carrying this around. Um, but that was a that was a big that's a hard one. We should talk more about this sometime off the air. I okay. may need your help. So. Okay. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Thanks, I Tom. won't even charge you. <laughs> um, well, so does anyone any audience members want to sponsor my therapy session for Tom? <laughs> <laughs> hey, therapy for for produce it, production. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Might a, be good a good one. way to work things out. Yeah. Um, this year I hope that I keep saying I'm sorry. You know, I'm are you good at saying sorry? Yes. I am too. I'm very good at apologizing. Because when too. I realize I'm wrong, I'm like, yeah. Dang. I realize it and I'm like, man, I'm, yeah, I have no problem apologizing. Yeah. I think that's a really, I used to, I used to have problems saying I'm sorry, but now I don't. And like uh, my parents never said they were sorry. Oh, really? Uh-uh. And I always say I'm sorry to my kids. I think that, you know, you know what I read one time that I thought was just so impactful to me as a parent I read that um, 
that kids, like you can be a terrible parent or you could do, you can be a great parent and do a terrible thing. And if you go back to your children and apologize for that thing that you did, it's as if it never happened. 100%. Like, I think that's totally true. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Because that does not, that's not the truth with people. Well, no, that's something unique to a parent child yeah. relationship. Totally. Yeah. But parents who apologize, kids, kids always forgive. And psychologically, it's as if and emotionally, the impact is zero. Yeah. Like it's as if it never happened. I thought that was so profound. Yes, because parents always talk about an innate, unconditional love for their kids, but that goes both ways. Yeah. 100%. Oh, they probably are even better at it yeah. than we are. Yeah. They are so good to us. But I mean, it goes the same way, right? Where if you're, right. there was something your kid did that you really bothered, you know, and they apologize, you know, they, it would be like it never happened. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. Uh, okay, one thing that I hope that I also get better at is that I don't take things personally. I'm terrible at this. Yeah, you're talking to the wrong guy on this one. I take everything personally. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> Try what, not to. But. What happened to us? That, <laughs> yeah, that, that, oh, that that might be one of my least favorite qualities about myself is if somebody looks at me the wrong way or they don't respond in a way that I think they should or they say something and it had a tone mm -hmm. or like it immediately goes, I am so sensitive. And I wish I wasn't. Me too. It's that's a, that's a tough one. Yeah, that's, I'm still working on that. Harder for a guy to admit being sensitive than a. Than a woman. I think a ton of guys yeah. are super sensitive. Totally. And take things per, super personal. They just try not to express yeah. or bottle it up. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yep. Um, this year, I hope that I challenge my body. I hope that I do something that is challenging for me physically. I love. I, I appreciate so much my healthy body, and so I want to do something that, that challenges my body. I also hope that I continue to challenge my spirit. Um, I absolutely love uh, like things that challenge my spirit, things that awaken my spirit, things that help me feel things of a spiritual nature. Like I just, I love to pray. I love nature. I love to be outside. I love church. I love worship music. I love, I love dance music. Like I just think that there are things that awaken our spirit. And I think whatever those things are for you and for me, like I just, I always want to keep challenging my spirit. Uh, this year, I really hope that I stay close with my friends. Let me tell you something about working full time. That is not conducive to friendships. To, yeah. Oh. To your social life. And yes. Because as a stay-at-home mom, I could just meet somebody for a walk or go to lunch or, you know, I mean, but now that I work and I work kind of far from where I live and where my friends live, like I wake up so early. Nobody, None of my friends who stay at home want to get up and walk with me at six o'clock in the morning. And it's a, that's a drastic lifestyle it, overhaul it, to go from one to the other. Yes. You know? And nobody wants to go to lunch with me because I work out in Timbuktu, <laughs> you know, there's really nowhere to go to lunch anyway. And, um, you know, it's just been a real change and I really miss like the closeness and the access that I had to my girlfriends and, oh, I miss, I miss them. And so I'm just figuring out that new normal, but 
oh, I really, really need my girlfriends. And so um, the challenge is going to be to stay close with them, even though it's, I mean, and being a single mom, let me tell you something, that is not easy. Like No, yeah. You know, and like, not that I know, but no, but like, I mean, people talk about like, oh, my husband's traveling this week and da, 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 and I'm like, my husband's always traveling because yeah. I don't have <laughs> a husband, a <laughs> you know, and like I am juggling it by myself all the time. And that's, that is, that's been a real challenge and, and staying close with my friends in the middle of it has just been, has just been tough. Okay. This year, I really hope that I write more thank you notes. I am. That's a great one. Terrible. <laughs> Me too. And I, I, thank you God, notes. You're always so glad once you do it, but it's like such a chore. It's it's. <sighs> and, and when people you always them, try to say no, so is that much. still necessary in this day and age? I'm like, I absolutely think it is. I mm-hmm. think it's a very nice sign of gratitude. You know, a nice gesture. It's a kind of a mature thing to do. Totally. And I just am terrible at it, and I don't. I can send. I can. I can you know, write text messages and blah, blah, blah. But there is something about getting a thank you note in the mail with your name on it, you know, with a stamp. Like, I don't know. I think Very, it's... And it doesn't go unnoticed, ever. No. And And you know what? I know my two friends, Natalie and Mary Catherine and Stephanie Hagen, always write thank you notes. And they're like sweet and thoughtful and and long I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's impressive. Mine, yeah. When I do do it, they're always kind of generic. Yeah. All in, you know, <laughs> it's just a real quick. Thank you so very yes, much. I use this for this. Means Thanks so much. So I'm, I'm going to work on that. I'm going to work on writing. Thank you. And when you want to know what's funny is I make my kids write. Thank you. Notes. Well, that's what my parents made me do it when I was a kid. I would have to sit down and write every one. And that's how it became kind of generic. You know, you just kind of do the same yeah. one for each fill in the blanks. And I have to say my thank you note writing ability has not evolved much over 33 years. You know, it's still pretty much the same content. Like, <laughs> do you want me to get you the ones that? The kids. Thank you for coming to my birthday party. Thank you for my fill in the blank. Yes, it's just like that. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly more, more elaborate, but very, very slight. Okay, we're going to both get better at that this year. Um, oh, this one is hard for me to even say, but it's something that I really hope. I hope, I hope that I can trust whoever I'm dating. Um, you know, I'm dating someone right now, and I have. I have such trust issues, Kevin, and it's only with the guys, the, the guy that I'm dating. Like, yeah, I trust everybody. Like, but if I'm dating you, I'm not going to. I was going to say you. it's not specific to this person; it's just specific to whoever is who's dating. Whoever you. gets to You're be gonna the have lucky some trust guy, problems. right? Yes. <laughs> On the other side because of me, of previous and things that have happened in your life before, and it's just one of those that no matter how great a guy is, you're going to have those that guy that underlying is going to pay for all the sins <laughs> of every guy that has hurt me before. <laughs> and and you know what? It's so unfair. Like it, and it's so but normal. I'm pretty sure. It's- oh, it's totally normal, and I don't beat myself up for it. But, and considering what I've been through, I, I, like allow, I give myself grace. But God, it's just got to be the biggest pain to be on the other side of me. Like, can you imagine, like, not giving somebody a reason, and yet they just are always looking for one? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not fair. No. I, that was an issue in my relationship right now. My my now fiance had serious trust issues, very similar, and it took a long time to overcome that. Was it and you it, or her? Uh, she had the trust issues, but because of a previous relationship, I didn't. But it's like I'm never doing anything wrong, and so it bought you know it, it it's a it's a rough thing to overcome. It really is. It was it lasted for a while. 
How long but, did it last? Um, I would say... How much longer do I have is what I'm really <laughs> asking. <laughs> I, I would say a year, a solid year. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's... It's a it's an issue for me and and I hate it. I hate it for me and I hate it for him and it's something that I really need to work on and I'm trying but god just I mean I wake up every single morning Kevin and the first 10 minutes of my life every morning I pray and that is like I have like four big prayers every day, one's for my kids, one's that I glorify God in all that I do and one is that like whatever wherever God leads me that day I follow and then the other one is that like he takes this angst away like it's awful um not trusting somebody you want to trust but I think it's absolutely something that it's not an unattainable goal to think you can move past that yeah well you know what if I didn't think I could do it or that it couldn't happen then then you wouldn't even be in the situation but believe me I've tried to break up with him yeah. Because I mean I have. I'm just, like, you're like just because you're like, I get away from like, me. Like, yes. I I can't handle this feeling. And it yeah. was me, you know? And it feels like you're kind of sabotaging the, I'm, I was kind of sabotaging the relationship. Like But his tenacity in this is a great sign, I would say. Oh, he has been incredible about that. It's the only reason he's still around is because he's like, Well, we're not giving up. Yeah. Like um what but uh, he's he's sweet that way, but I really hope that I can get there. So I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting there. You're getting there. Uh, I hope that I continue um, to even get better about taking opportunities to help people. I think that we kind of pass people all day, every day that could use more than we give. Um, and so I hope that I, I hope that I, do a better job about helping people having conversations that may be uncomfortable asking questions that maybe are out of my comfort zone. But it's when someone is obviously hurting that I take, take the time to help. Okay. I, I need to, I need to, this year I really hope that I, uh, don't cuss as much. (laughs) I just heard today that, and I read, was reading an article that that's a sign of high intelligence. So it makes me feel better about myself. Of not cussing? <laughs> no, cussing is a sign of high intelligence. Oh, it swear is? A lot. Yes. Well, then maybe I'm going to scratch this off the <laughs> maybe list. Maybe we're geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's so funny? I, was, I went, I, I had had an incredibly stressful day. This is right after I started my job, and uh, Robert and I met some friends uh, for for dinner, and I. One of my dear friends, we, I like, I, I had angst because I had been working and I was rushing and, and apparently at that dinner, I, I had a, my fair share of cuss words. Yeah. Just, I could feel the angst that I like showed up and it's, I, I'm sure I did, but she called me the next day and she was like, Okay. I'm just going to have a very honest, <laughs> frank conversation with you. And I was like, okay. And she was All like, right. you got to calm down on the cussing. And I was like, what? She was like, Because you didn't even notice you were doing it. I didn't it. even know. Yeah. She was like, last night at dinner, you were just like, you had potty mouth. I go, I <laughs> did? Like, I didn't even know. Yeah. And and she was like, and I can't remember. What's Billy Graham's daughter's name? Uh... Anyway, she was like, what if, 
I don't know why I can't. I'm usually okay. really good I know, at this I just, stuff. Well, I just <laughs> yeah. blocked, blocked it, blocked out, blocked it out, whatever. And I was like, she was like, what if so-and-so Graham walked around cussing like that? And she was like, you know, people look to you, T, and... Well, that's true, but a lot of people find that an endearing aspect of your personality as well. <laughs> a lot of people find that people like me find that you know charming, and it makes you feel more comfortable. And everything, you know, and it like because I'm, I'm more human. Well, yes, because I like to cuss as well. I and mean, then when someone does it, it's like, oh, okay, so that's kind of where we, you know, it's, it's just a nice feeling. I personally, but yes, a lot of people do turn to you for you know influence and inspiration, those kind of things. And yeah. I could see where it's not for everybody, especially when you're very. Um, I don't even know the proper term, person of faith. Yeah, so, for sure. You know, they can people can think those are conflicting yeah. ideals, but you know. Well, maybe I'll just cut down fifty percent. Maybe just cut down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put stop cussing, so maybe I'll just scratch out yeah, stop don't and stop altogether. Slow down, <laughs> slow down the cussing. Um, I hope that I keep dating my children. I it's just I love taking my kids out on individual dates, and those are just some of like the most special precious memories that I've had as a mom and so I'm 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 going to keep dating you whether you like it or not. Well, I think that's also something that's very important. My my mom brought this up over the holidays is that uh you know, family time is is obviously important, but one on one time, parent and kid, is very very important. I think yeah. because you, you always remember that stuff. It's so special. Yeah, big you time. You really do remember it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really do. And my kids like they love it. Um, this is a really, this is a really good one for me. I hope that I will give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Um, I think that as people, we can have a tendency to like, not give, like, we will think the worst. We will go to the worst possible, like, whether it was what they did or the intention or assumptions that we make. Um, so my hope is that I, before I make bad assumptions that I give people the benefit of the doubt, I could be better at that. Um, I, I hope that I say yes more to things that I don't want to say yes to. And I hope that I say no more to things that I want to say (laughs) no to, (laughs) that I happen to say yes to. So I hope that I say yes you know, to things that are maybe challenging or I'm intimidated by or I'm not sure about um, that challenge me. But I hope that I also say more no's. Um, I think we all need to say yes more and I think we all, we all need to say no more. So, yeah, I agree. You know, mm-hmm. we probably say those things. It's much more difficult for me to say no than it is yes, personally. Is it? Yeah. I think I'm the same I have way. trouble saying no to people, you know, or to anything almost. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So I could start taking advantage of you. More. Probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> okay, put that on your list. <laughs> okay, my last one is that I hope more than anything this year that I trust my God. Um, you know, every single day. Um, one of the things that I pray for um, and in my list of things that I pray is that wherever he takes me, I have the courage to go. And, um, you know, sometimes I think where God takes you can be really scary and not where you expected and not where you wanted, but it's ultimately what's best for you. 
And so I always ask God, like, show me, like, show me what I need to see. Tell me what I need to know and help me go where you need me. And, um, and I just hope that I do that. I, I, I a hundred percent believe that God will only take me places and that I need to go and, and do things for me that are the best for me. But I, I don't trust me to follow that because Oh, I oftentimes seems scary, you know, it all, that the path can seem scary. Absolutely. You know, whatever it is, whatever it is. Um, so I hope that wherever God takes me and wherever God wants me to go, that I trust. Ultimately, I trust him because I believe that for me is what creates the most peaceful and the most, uh, the best life. Just the most abundant life is when I am trusting God. The best Times the happiest times, the most abundant times in my life are when I have trusted, trusted God over myself. That's all I got, Kev. You may need to work faith into your intro because it's a very important part, you know, especially to you personally about living in a, you know, oh. your best in an abundant life. You're right. You're right. I do need to do that. I do need. Well, faith is the most important thing to me. You know, I. It's a. It's a. It's a balance because I think it's a balance for me with this podcast because, um, not because I'm ashamed of it or afraid of it, but I want it, I want this to be universal. Mm-hmm. You know, I want it to be a universal Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. That applies. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Applicable to all sure. colors, races, religions. Um, you and, know, I hope not, that not everyone is to the faith part yet. You right. Know? It's just, right. Or not everybody is a Christian. Or, you yes. Know? Or right. not everybody. But I want, but but I still think that every faith person, and wherever you are spiritually, there's value. You know, there's value in all of that. And so, and so I don't want to, um, while it's a, an incredibly important thing in my life, and I believe that it takes every single one of us to a better place, um, I know that not everybody who's listening is there. Right. You know, uh, and, but I, and I, so I don't want the, that to be a reason you don't. Right. And don't you know, yeah. Listen. You know better than anyone that everybody's path is different. So everybody's path is so different. And, and you know what? I, and I, I think that's a beautiful thing. You know, I'd, if we could, if we could appreciate everyone's path without judgment yeah. and, and just love everybody where they are, um, I think it, I think it would be a much, much better world that we live in. You know, everybody... Yeah, if there was a one-size-fits-all, none of us would be who we are. (laughs) Not at all. And I don't think God created us that way at all. No, I don't think it was intended to be that way. Yes. So, we're well into this year. I hope it's a fabulous one for you. Um, I hope that some of these thoughts have inspired you in some way. And you know what? I hope that you'll make your own list, that you'll be thinking about things that that maybe, you know, you're not going to resolve or you're going to perfect this year, but just things that you hope for. That's, um, I think it's always good to be moving and growing and becoming and dang we're lucky to live this life and and kev i hope we just keep growing the remedy me too it's been so it's fun it's been a blast so let's just k- keep killing it let's do it let's crush it <laughs> all right thanks for listening everyone have a great week thank you for listening to the remedy with tovacito To get more information, sponsor an episode, or contribute to this program, visit us online at tovacito.com slash podcast or find us on social media.